for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Uh, good morning. Hello. Hello. It's nice to be here with you. Um, so yeah, I've been given the topic of encouragement. <laughs> and uh, it's a topic I absolutely love, personally. Um, and I think it's something that's very easily uh, worked out if we apply a bit of effort. So uh, I hope you can stick with me as we go through. We're going to fly through like a bunch of verses, a couple of stories, a couple of videos, um, and how we can apply it. And then my goal is to have a bit of a ministry time at the end because I want to be able to respond so that we can go out these doors and apply it to our weeks and that sort of stuff. Um, But just so you know a little bit about where I've come from with the topic, uh, when I was 17, I went to uh, Zimbabwe for five months to serve a church out there. And I kept a diary. This was my diary. I never keep diaries, but um, it was something good to do. And um, what I wrote at the end of it, I came back um, and I wrote down some really big heart longings that I'd sort of gained from being in Zimbabwe. And uh, I read at the very last page of this diary that I wrote the statement... I have made it a real aim of making people feel unique, um, individuals of worth and every ounce of my attention. Not because it's about me, it's about God in me connecting with other people. Goodness me, I was 17. Wasn't that profound? (laughs) I look at that now going, did I write that? Seriously. Um, And it's just, it's so encouraging just to go back through old stuff to see what God was doing at the time and what he's doing throughout your journey and where you are now and sometimes I've read other stuff and I'm going goodness I haven't pursued that at all Um, and it challenges me to go back to where I was but it also encourages me that I'm walking in some of the stuff that my heart desired so massively at the time so um, yes I'm very excited to be talking about encouragement Um, encouragement for me is the definition of your attitude towards people and your ability to see their worth Uh, so Little stop check, what's your attitude towards people at the moment? The ones you love, the ones you hate, the ones that are in between. And, and are you seeing their worth that God has given them? Um, not the worth that you perceive they have, because the culture that we have in the world will tell us it's based on money, uh, clothes, houses, cars, all that sort of thing. But what's the worth that God has put in them? Are you seeing that at the moment? So um, that's the basis of where we begin, of what is your attitude towards people and are you seeing the worth that God has put in them? Because that will impact your ability as to how you're going to encourage them. Um, And I'm not really here particularly to encourage you and go, you're great, you're doing fantastic, you're looking good, all that sort of thing, because that's something we can do day to day. But I want to encourage you to encourage other people so that we go out of here not only encouraging one another but in your workplace, at home when your kids are winding you up, um, when you are having a nightmare of a day, when you're having the best day in the world. Um, So that's what we're we're doing. Um, And uh, we've done the presence of God, which Pete says, and we've we've looked at honour, now we're doing encouragement. These things all fit together so well, don't they? When uh, we were talking about honour last week, I was like, oh man, it feels like that was half of what I was going to say. Because they go so well together, doesn't it? If you're going to honour someone, you're going to encourage them because you're seeing what God's doing in them. So uh, forgive any repetition as well. Um, so I've got a video. 
I'm a youth worker. I like videos. They help us engage. Um, and this just sets the tone a little bit as to the power of your words. Um, James talks very strongly about your word. Is, it's like a, it can cut, but it can help grow. So this video is going to really just set the tone as to how are you using the gift that God has given you in your terms of your mouth. Um, and it's from Ikea, so thank you, Ikea, for doing it. Uh, if we can play that and someone get the lights, is that right? Thanks, Craig. to see the plant, I was like, a plant is getting bullied. Like, it's not normal. I think it's an excellent project. To have something tangible that they could actually physically be a part of is, I think, going to be very powerful. I started noticing that the one that was being bullied uh, started kind of to droop. While the plant that was being complimented, it was, it was flourishing and beautiful. It's raised the profile massively of different forms of bullying and the effects that bullying can have on people. done I'll sit down now <laughs> um, you know God created us all in his image you know Ikea aren't a Christian company but God has created individuals in that company in his image and with giftings and all that sort of thing and they can recognize the power of the word right what we say um, and if they can do that can't we yes um, so what is the power of the word that you are speaking over other people at the moment what comes out of your mouth does it bring life or is it wilting someone's plant? Bit of a question. Different scenarios for each of us will throw up questions where we're like, oh, maybe not. But it's just a, a ready, to the, ready to change. Be ready to change. Because we don't want to stay in the same place. We don't want to stagnate. Um, there's a difference between d- dwelling and reflecting. Dwelling, you stay where you are. Reflecting, you reflect and you move on. So let's reflect a bit this morning and get ready for what God wants to do. Um, are you also ready to listen to what God wants to say to you this morning? Have you come expecting that he is going to say something to you this morning? 
because he would like to speak to you this morning, um, as well as when you go home. So are you ready for that? Yeah. Ears and hearts on, right? Um, are you also ready to pursue the culture of encouragement for our church? Yes. You know, whether you're a member or not, there is a culture of encouragement which we are trying to push into. So what does that look like for us here and in our workplaces and home and all that sort of thing? Um, and are you ready to bear fruit in it? Because the challenge of encouragement is, as we encourage one another, we'll then start having to be a little bit more courageous. Encourage has the word courage in it. So when someone encourages you to do something, it's the idea of step out, have a go. I think that looks really good, do more of it. Um, I think God's saying this in it, have a go at that. So have you got the courage in you this morning to encourage other people to give them courage to step out? So um, there's a lot that goes on, but it ultimately... Do we want to pursue encouraging one another, but not keeping it in the church and setting Ashford alight with God's love for them through the encouragement he wants to pass on to them as well? Um, So I did a little sneaky thing. I went on Open Bible and typed in encouragement, and it sprung up a hundred verses on encouragement. So I'm going to literally Bible bash you with some verses right now, because I want to speak truth of uh, God's word over you guys, because that is where we can start from. Our our identity is not in ourselves, but in Christ, and that is where we can encourage other people from. So, are you ready for a Bible whirlwind? If you want to write these down, I will say where they're from. So, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord... And he will give you the desires of your heart. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield of, to those who take refuge in him. Psalm 121, 1 to 8. I lift my eyes to the hills. Uh, From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 28, 7. "The The Lord is my strength and my shield and in him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and my song I give thanks to him. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Psalm 55.22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. I have a second page. Jeremiah 29.11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. John 16, 33, I have said these things to you, but in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have come, overcome the world. Yes. Hebrews 10, 25, not neglecting to meet together <laughs> as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Ephesians 4, 29. 
Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And then we've got Hebrews 3.13 as we wind up. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's uh, deceitfulness. And it goes on. The last one I've got here is Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you were doing. So throughout the Bible, we see instructions to encourage one another, and God gives us a huge amount of encouragement and promises as well. Um, so why does the Bible emphasize encouragement so much? What's the big deal? Because it only gave me 100 verses, it could have given me so many more. Um, and it's, one of the primary goals is that we need encouragement to walk out our faith. It is essential, because sin will try and undermine you, the devil will try and get lies into your head, There would just be so many ways that we could be discouraged. You know, even in the the act of just physical health. You know, our bodies are not eternal, but heaven is. But in terms of, you know, there's so many things that seek to discourage you. So, So we need encouragement for our faith to grow. So where are you getting your encouragement from at the moment? Are you spending any time in the Word? Do you, how's your prayer life doing? Are you spending time with other people to sharpen your faith? Men, get along to the men's event. If you want to sharpen and be encouraged in your faith, go. It might not be your thing. Like, ladies' events aren't really my thing. I don't do standing around chatting over a cup of coffee. I don't like coffee. But I know that there are lots of women there that are pursuing a, a, a stronger relationship with God, that want to grow in their faith, and that can only do me good. So... There's just elements there going, what are you doing and where are you getting your encouragement from? Um, Jesus told his followers as well in John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we acknowledge the fact that there will be trouble. There will be times we are discouraged and people around you are being discouraged. But Jesus has overcome the world. So that is our hope. Where is your identity at? Is it outside of Christ or is it in Christ? Knowing that in all things, whatever comes my way, although I might be discouraged, I can say, I stand on the rock that is Jesus, that I can encourage myself and those around me, regardless of my circumstance. So um, it then also says uh, that uh, he gives the the grim forecast, but he's overcome the world. Um, But without the encouragement the hardship also becomes a bit meaningless. Um, I don't know if you've been in a position where you've been discouraged, 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 discouraged to the point you lose a little bit of a sense of who you are. uh, At the end of my university time, I had a 12-week placement, which you had to do and you had to pass in order to get the degree in the course. I was doing occupational therapy. And um, I went into it with optimism. I was uh, placed at a secure mental health unit in Maidstone, the Trevor Gibbons unit. And uh, it was probably out of my comfort zone anyway because I'd never been placed in that setting. And uh, I was given a, a lady to be my supervisor. So any time you do a placement, you have a mentor or supervisor that checks in, gives you stuff to do, and you also do the job whilst doing it. And uh, it was, the, I would probably say, one of the hardest times of my life. 
I was, what, 21 at the time. I was feeling fairly confident up to that point. I'd come back from Zimbabwe. I felt like I was on, you know, really going for God. I'd thought, right, I've got a career choice here. And I was right near the end. I was about to get a job. And it was one of the hardest periods in my life where I was repeatedly discouraged. I would do things. wasn't good enough. I would try harder. I was spoken over in a way that was demeaning. I was spoken about in front of other people in a way that was not encouraging. And my, my plant yeah. drooped yeah. massively. Even talking about it makes me a bit emotional. <laughs> but my identity is in Christ. Yeah. That is on what I stand, not what she said. didn't know that was going to happen (laughs) but you know what I was encouraged during that time I get home from a day of work I was almost having panic attacks going in that sort of thing I remember seeing on my computer and I was just crying I was like God why am I doing this you know what, my mum, she came and said, Debbie, it's okay. It will be over. God is with you. We are with you. We are for you. Who is telling you that you are f- they are for you? One another. We go back to that verse. Encourage one another so that you may grow, not wilt. So, that in mind... Let's talk about what happens if there's no encouragement. Without encouragement, life would soon feel pointless and burdensome. Without encouragement, we can be overwhelmed by the very real pains of our lives. Without encouragement, we can feel unloved. Without encouragement, we begin to think that God is a liar or is unconcerned with our welfare. So the Bible tells us to encourage one another, to remind each other of the truth that God loves us, that God equips us, that we are treasured, and that our struggles are worth it. He knows that we live in a difficult world. That's why Jesus came to walk, the walk that he did, to then save us from the troubles that we face. But saving us from doesn't mean we're not going to get troubles. So... Are you living without encouragement at the moment? How are you getting on? Who's around you? It's a big question because that will really influence how you can move forward, how you can grow, how you can see life again. That when you look at other people, you can see what God sees in them rather than seeing your own discouragement when you look at them. Um, So I finished that placement. By the grace of God, another lady joined the team about four weeks from the end. And um, she saw in me what I had forgotten, and this other lady didn't see at all. And she spent one-to-one time with me. She spoke on my behalf to this lady, to the lady that was above her in front of the team. And suddenly, you know, like, I've done nothing to deserve this. But... God loves me, (laughs) which is where it starts. Um, So I finished that job, um, and I went and worked as a cleaner and a receptionist for a while as I looked for work in still pretty low place, to be honest. I was like, I've 
I'm not going to get a job. It's not going to happen. And um, I got an interview with a charity called KTA at the time, and a substance misuse charity. And they were looking for group workers and recovery workers, and that was what my training had been largely in. And um, so I went for the interview, my first interview since qualifying. So I was like, I'm not going to get it. It's okay, but the, the interview experience will be good. And um, I went and I got the job. And the team that I joined were three of the most encouraging people that I'd ever met. So not only had I got encouraged in my life, they're the best ones that I could have experienced so far. And I came out of a place of darkness and a dis- destructed self-worth and came into a place of light and remembering how God saw me because I'd sort of put on my own glasses at that point. So encouragement makes it easier to love as Jesus loved. That's from John 13, 34. So encouragement makes it easier to love as Jesus loved. Encouragement gives hope. Who needs hope? Oh, all the time. Hope is essential to feeling lighter, brighter, being able to smile in times of difficulty. Um, and that's, yeah, Romans 15, 4. Encouragement helps us through times of refining and testing, Hebrews 12, 15. So God also likes to mould us, shape us, move us. Um, so let's have encouragement at the times so that he's doing that. Um, he, uh, encouragement nurtures patience and kindness. Uh, that's from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. So it encourages and nurtures patience and kindness. We live in a world that isn't very kind at the moment. If you spend much time on social media, so we do work with the youth a bit about that every now and again, it is, my opinion, rules, and I will bring you down to make you feel better or to make me above you. And we're, we're living in a world that's not very kind. And uh, the, the nature of online is you can make a comment and leave, walk away and not ever have to deal with a face-to-face with that person. So how's your kindness going? Can you encourage others to be kind? What does it look like to teach your, your child, your niece, your nephew, um, your husband, your wife? That's a hard one. How do you encourage uh, singles to be kind when it seems that there are so many discouraging things and that you can be unkind about people because everybody's making judgments about you? What does it look like? Uh, encouragement makes it easier to sacrifice our own desires for the advancement of God's kingdom. What is God asking you to sacrifice? Or is he asking you to give up at the moment um, for the advancement of his kingdom? But in short, encouragement makes it easier to live the Christian life. So are you using your mouth to good effect? As James would say, what is your tongue doing? Is it encouraging, being kind, patient, building up, drawing out, um, lifting up, honouring. And um, what does that look like in different contexts? I was, uh, me and Anna were chatting about the talk, and it's just like, what does it look like when it's your boss that doesn't seem to encourage you? What does it look like when there's a family member that just keeps nagging away and is not drawing out good things in you? What does it look like when it's a friend that, is just not honouring you anymore. What's it look like in those times? So we're going to apply it. We're going to do the practical application. Um, again, I love my videos. This is what I perceive the practical application to look like um, if all goes well. Hi, 
摇来摇去就可以了。他没办法自己摇啊。<笑>我想办法帮他推。哎，加油加油！加油！加If tortoises can do it, surely we can. <laughs> um, so I stole this advice from wikihow.com、uh, or whatever they are, because、um, actually they don't realise the advice they're giving is biblical. So <laughs> it was very good research on my part because they'd done the hard work, and I was like, "Well, I'm sure that's in the Bible. I can find that." So、um, wikihow on tips to to being a good encourager. So the first one is. Encourage every small effort.、Um, Luke sixteen ten says, "One who is faithful in a little is also faithful in much." So encourage one another in the small things. So I want to say thank you to the guys that put out the chairs this morning. Like if we didn't have the, the guys that put out the chairs, you wouldn't have nothing to sit on, <laughs> and、um, we probably all get pretty weary from standing up. You know, we sit down during worship, let alone anything else. So. The small things. So, Debbie, thank you for doing the projector when I didn't give you any notes this morning. <laughs> you know, the small things that we don't even notice. And、um, just how are you spotting the small things? Are you just saying well done when somebody does a big grand gesture? And you know, if you speak to me after and say, "Oh, Debbie, that was great. That's great. That's fine." But I'm up here and you can see me. But what about the small things?、Um, and then number two, stop finding fault. With the wrong and implored the right, it's so easy. Our very pessimistic society going, oh, that could have been done better. You know, we had a little rearrangement of the chairs. Going, oh,、mm, I wouldn't have put that chair there.、Mm, no, I would have changed that, or I would do this at work. You might be thinking about something that they've implemented, or you have to do. Oh, I don't really like that. No, no, I might just report that to my boss or. You know what? At lunchtime, I'm going to chat to so and so about the way we don't like that. And so, stop finding fault. There's always going to be fault. We live in a fallen world. That's that's almost a given. But what can you applaud that is right? You know, what is the bit that you can spot that and go, you know, what that could be different, but I love the way you did that. You know, so,、uh, and that's from one Thessalonians five eleven. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you were doing, which we mentioned earlier.、Uh, number three, look for outwardly demonstrable ways to encourage one another. So, what's the active outward action for your encouragement? Yeah, you, know, you could say something. Obviously, you could、um, write it down. You could send a message. You could come alongside that person and do whatever they're doing with them. There's so many physical ways which encouragement look, looks like. It's not just words. So, what does it look like?、Um, and、uh, the the verse that goes with that is Romans 12:10,、uh, and it says, "Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other." So, and about that part, why it's being outwardly genuine affection isn't. You can have affection, but what's genuine affection look like? 
You know, something part of my, me and Anna are housemates, and we're very different people. And we, the, the fact we're friends is slightly bizarre in some ways, in the fact that we're so different. Um, but she is drawn out of me sharing more, to be able to share more. And I didn't realise that my, maybe my silence or my not sharing was sometimes an indicator to other people that I didn't genuinely have affection for them. So I'm learning that an action is required to show affection. Um, so what do your actions look like at the moment? Uh, the next one is the wiki how. Number four is reject negative responses. So how well do you... If somebody's saying something to you that's quite negative and your gut instinct is, I don't believe that to be true, I think that's a lie, yeah. how are you at rejecting their negative response. It's very easy to take on board what people say, isn't it? I struggled for a long time with that, my supervisor, and rejecting that negative response took, I'd probably, to be honest, you know, years, and apparently my emotional state would tell me I'm still working through it when I talk about it. Um, so how are you rejecting negative responses? Colossians 2, 4 says, I say this in order that uh, no one may delude you with plausible arguments. Sometimes people's discouragement sounds just about right. You go, oh, yeah, no, I think they're, yeah, they're probably right, actually. And it seems plausible. That's what I thought with my supervisor. I thought she was saying things which were true over me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not very good at that, am I? But Colossians 2 says, I say this in order that no, uh, no one may delude you with plausible arguments. How's your discernment doing? Are you asking others to pray into situations with you, um, to guard your heart, all that sort of stuff? Number five, make positive comments. How often do you make positive comments? Um, what does that look like? Ephesians 4.25 tells us, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbour, for we are all members of one body. And truthfully can mean positive comments. <laughs> Are you speaking positive comments over people? Debbie, your worship was great this morning. And it always is because you're a natural worshipper. You know, positive comment doesn't go, it doesn't, didn't take 10 seconds. And it was true. Happy days. <coughs> you know, what are you speaking out that is positive? And then their number six fits in with uh, what they mentioned earlier, is writing encouraging comments <coughs> down. So I did trawl through the Bible to have a little look to see if it outrightly said write things down it doesn't say that but I realized that the bible God had taken the time to get things written down in the bible that encouraged us so actually the power of writing things down is immense Um, so write things down one for yourself but also for other people Um, part of the reason that they're in the know the blog is happening because we want to write things down and encourage other people so that one you may be encouraged two you can pass it to somebody else to be encouraged and three, that people, when they look at Gateway, they can be encouraged, whether they come or not, that sort of thing. Um, so they're my six tips. So encourage even the smallest effort. Stop finding fault in the wrong and applaud the right. Look for outwardly, outwardly demonstrable ways to encourage one another. Reject negative responses. Make positive comments. Write encouraging comments down. Easy, right? <laughs> Um, and hopefully that will help us be more like tortoises. If you need a, if you're an image person, remember the tortoise. Go, am I being like the tortoise that is flipping his buddy up the right way? Or are you just leaving your buddy base down? 
So, you know, use that as an image going, am I being, which one am I being, really? And barriers to encouragement. This one, know your enemy, I've called it. So obviously, you know, we can be well-equipped, well-tooled, but actually you're going to face some barriers as you encourage other people um, or in your own self in trying to encourage other people. Sarcasm. (laughs) This is something that uh, I quite enjoy at times um, and I will use in a not to the best effect um, but it can be a real barrier like I got a right ticking off by a teacher when I was probably doing A-levels and I just absolutely whipped somebody with some great bit of sarcasm I thought that was sharp that was quick that was a good one and she was like Debbie and I was one of those I was a conscientious student I didn't like being told off by teachers and she was like that was not acceptable and she took me to the side. She talked to me about the power of my words. And I was like, oh. And uh, sarcasm, you know, it's, it is a form of humour. But when does, it, when does a form of humour become a form of defence, of um, cutting, of bringing people down? So just keep in check. How's my sarcasm doing? Um, pessimism. I'm not necessarily talking about glass half full, glass half empty type people. We're just talking about a general sense of pessimism that um, we can have in our culture when you read the news, things going wrong, um, always thinking the worst is going to happen or seeing something's happened and expecting that to happen again. Um, how's your level of pessimism? Um, where's that at? Are you... When you're having a conversation with people, maybe in a group situation, and maybe it's something faith-related or about someone's business job, this, that, the other, or their situation, are you just going, oh, that's not going to change, is it? Are you saying, well, there's nothing that's going to happen about that? Um, You can't do much about that. There's a sense of pessimism. God didn't give us a spirit of fear where pessimism is actually rooted in because we're saying, oh, that can't happen. I'm fearful that there's nothing going to happen out of that. But um, how's your pessimism? pessimism doing uh the next one misguided encouragement the wrong motivation basically feeding your own ego so the danger here so you need to have a bit of discernment about what's my motivation for encouraging this person am i doing it to make myself look good or am i doing it to lift them up who are you lifting up yourself or them and it's sort of just having that sense of balance um, and going, if I'm lifting myself up, whoa, that's, the wrong, that's a worldly motivation. If I'm lifting them up and bringing myself down, actually that's a godly place to be doing it out of. Um, your own opinion, just because you like the sound of your own voice. If, uh, that can be a real barrier to encouragement because it's just your own thoughts. A negative attitude goes in with that as well. Um, if you find yourself in a general negative place, that can mean... The amount of food you give out in your encouragement can reduce. So it's just being wise because, you know, when I was in that low place, I wasn't being particularly encouraging, I think, to other people because I was in a place of significant discouragement. So I had to be wise about what I shared, how much I shared, and um, the power of what I would bring because I could have easily been pessimistic, sarcastic, and given misguided encouragement at that time. So just know your emotional state how you're doing at the moment and what that's going to bring when you do try and encourage or misinvertently discourage. Um, so yes, that's my lowdown on encouragement. Uh, I think you, you all know what it looks like in your own lives, but 
I'm really keen to have a, a response time. Not because it's a, a, a churchy thing to do, not because I want to get super holy, but just so that we can go from reflecting as an action and start moving on it. Um, encouragement is seeing the value that God has put in each of us and helping us to become more Christ-like. Um, so I'm just going to split up three categories, really. And if this, if this fits for you... Um, I'm just going to ask people to stand up where they are. Um, I'm also going to ask you to move (laughs) because part of this is learning to step out, take a bit of courage to be encouraged. Um, I'm just going to ask those that aren't responding necessarily but to come and pray for people that are because we want to help flip them up as a tortoise. Tortoise? Tortoise. Tortoise, not a mix between a turtle and a tortoise. It's a tortoise. There we go. Um, So the three things that we're going to do is, one, if you want breakthrough in barriers to encouragement. So the barriers that I've just mentioned, sarcasm, pessimism, misguided encouragement, own opinion, negative attitude, your emotional place at the moment. Guys, there's no judgment here at all. We've all been through those places. Um, If you want to seek breakthrough in those areas, that's the first one. Uh, The second one will be, if you want to receive... The gift of encouragement, because the Bible does talk about it being a gift, but all you would like to receive more of the gift, we're going to respond on that as well. And then the third one is, if you need, you're in a place where like I was uh, when I was finishing that placement, and you need really in desperate quite need of encouragement, then we want to encourage you as well. Um, but before we're going to do that, we're just going to take literally one minute Because the Bible asks us to repent of things and then come. So is there anything that he's placed in your heart of where you've discouraged somebody? You've not been an encouragement and it sort of just niggles. Uh, There's just a point there where there's something to repent of. We're not perfect. Jesus was perfect, but we're not. So it's nothing, you know, repentance is nothing new. It's something that we work out each day. So if you don't mind just shutting your eyes... And we're just going to take a moment just to, if there's anything, repentance is just going, Father, I recognise that I've been doing this and I'm sorry. It doesn't fit with what you asked me to do. But please forgive me and I accept the full assurance of your love and that I can walk in freedom from this day onwards and Father, help me not to keep doing those things. Yeah, Father, we thank you that you are an encourager, that you are a gift to us and that we can encourage others because of who we are in you and Lord we just want to say forgive us for anything that we have said spoken about actions where we have one inadvertently or deliberately discouraged others just because of where we're at Father we just forgive us for that and we want to accept your assurance of your love and just walk into the freedom that you have to offer us if I can have the band back up Um, It just makes it uh, a little bit more chill. And what we're going to do, just as a final thing, is if you would like uh, to receive encouragement, come stand here and we'll come pray for you. There's stuff going on for you at the moment. Um, If you would like to receive the gift of encouragement or more of the gift of encouragement, we'll stand near Debbie, Debbie Drew. 
Sorry, that's probably me. Um, come stand here. And if you um, want to just get breakthrough on maybe some of the barriers, sarcasm, pessimism, just where you're emotionally at the moment and just don't feel it's blessing other people, we're just going to go over to that end. Um, so we'll sing a song, stand up, worship. If that doesn't fit you at all, that's absolutely fine. Um, but we just want to take an opportunity to walk out what we're, we're trying to learn. So.